0: download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is how I record my podcast and it has everything that I need. I've edited and added music all right from my phone. So get started with Anchor today. Hello everyone, this is Crystal, and welcome back to All Things Dark Podcast. This is probably the last episode I'm going to upload for the day. We're back to true crime. And before we get started in this one, I just want to warn you, this is the death of a child that we are talking about, and this is the death of potentially more children, but thankfully those deaths were stopped. We all know that Halloween is a spooky holiday, And it's known to be about monsters and demons. Of course, we don't all believe that, but that's really the reputation it has. And of course, there's trick-or-treating. But in 1974, it was a real monster that was walking the streets that night with his children. A real monster that called himself a dad. Ronald Clark O'Brien is known today as the man who killed Halloween. And the reason that he earned that name as well as his other nickname the candy man was because he murdered his own son timothy who was only eight years old with a cyanide laced treat and the reason that he did this is disgusting it is disgusting to kill your own child or any child or anyone for that matter but really the reason he did it just really pisses you off so They were out trick-or-treating and minding their own business when they reach this house that is all dark right so he is out with his children timothy eight and elizabeth five and they're trick-or-treating and they're out with their friends Jim Bates his wife and their children this is in Texas and they're out they're just out trick or treating and they notice this dark house but they tell the children go ahead and ring the doorbell go on no one answers and they move on but O'Brien lags behind and then moments later he comes running up and he's like look what I have look what I have and he's waving five giant pixie sticks these are the 22 inch straws you know, filled with sugar. You know what those are. And he tells the kids, it's their lucky day because the rich neighbors are distributing these expensive treats. Each of the three children on the walk got one pixie stick each. And later, O'Brien gave the fourth to the other child, his other child, the five-year-old daughter. The final pixie stick was handed to a visitor who rang the doorbell late their doorbell later that night so there's all the pixie sticks distributed O'Brien said he got the treats of course from that dark house there was a mysterious man who handed me those treats so back at the O'Brien household they tell the children they can have one treat before bedtime and Timothy chooses the pixie stick but he stops after the first taste and he's making this face and he tells his parents it's really bitter it tastes funny timothy's dad gives him a drink of kool-aid to help wash it down and a few moments later timothy is crying daddy daddy and this is according to o'brien He says, it seems like it wasn't long before he was up and complaining his stomach hurt and he didn't feel good. He'd been over vomiting and I was holding him when he just went limp. We thought we were so careful. We had even wondered if we should go out trick-or-treating this year. There isn't going to be any more trick-or-treating for us. Again, this is from the father. Okay, keep that in mind. Later on, an autopsy finds there's enough cyanide in this little boy's body to kill three grown men and police land right on the O'Brien's doorstep because they find this death suspicious yeah so it didn't take them long to decide they were going to look at Ronald or his wife or both and so They wind up examining those pixie sticks and they find that someone had opened the tube and replaced some of the candy with poison and then the tubes had been stapled shut. So that's probably not the best idea just to staple them shut. One of the children who had gotten a tainted pixie stick had been put to sleep Um, but he woke up and he managed to pull the staple out. And the other tubes were, God, thankfully recovered and none of these children died. Even though he got the staple out, he didn't need any. And so Candyman becomes suspicious to the police. They become suspicious of the story, especially after he offered his version of how he came into possession of this cyanide laced candy. He said that he rang the doorbell to the dark house and a man thrust, that was his word, thrust, the five pixie sticks at him he said I saw nothing but a hairy arm but that story didn't hold much weight because it turns out that the man who lived there was an air traffic controller and he had about 200 people who could vouch for the fact that he was at work at the time that he was supposed to have just thrust the candy at O'Brien so Ronald's story is beginning to fall apart the detectives start looking into Ronald. O'Brien's background and they come up with some facts that are pretty startling. He's an apatrician who worked for Texas State Optical and was hmm, about a hundred thousand or so in debt and had lost his house and was on the verge of losing his car. So we're talking about a desperate man in deep debt here. He was about to lose his job because his bosses had discovered that he was stealing. Also, in a decade before the crime, he had been booted from 20 other one positions. So this man could not hold a job. He was in tremendous debt. He lost his house, he's about to lose his car, and he was about to lose his job again, desperate. To top all of this off, investigators had learned that he'd taken out about $60,000 in life insurance on his children. And they thought that he planned to kill them for the insurance money. Within days, Ronald O'Brien was under arrest for the murder of his own son. He callously murdered his own child with enough cyanide to kill three grown men. He put this little boy in tremendous hell and pain for money. Detectives were never able to actually pen down where the cyanide came from, but several witnesses at O'Brien's trial, which had started in May of 75, told of his interest in obtaining the poison and how much of it could kill people. So yeah, that's pretty damning. His sister-in-law also said that at the boy's funeral, the grieving dad, and I put grieving in air quotes, mused about using the insurance money to take a long investigation or vacation. So here you are at your son's funeral who died a horrific death. And you're talking about, do you think I can use this money to go on vacation? You're not grieving my dude, you're sick in the head. The only conclusion that the police could come up with is that this man killed his own child for money and that he had also planned on killing his own daughter for money. But here's the real, real kicker here. He also gave this cyanide-laced candy to other children. You know why he did that? Because he wanted it to look like someone else gave these children this candy. Hey, if I can uh, give my kids and these other children candy and they all die, no one's going to suspect me. I'll be able to get away with this. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. It wasn't a good plan. At all. Prosecutor Mike Hinton told the court, think how easy it would be for, for him to kill a stranger for money. It took the jury only 46 minutes to find Ronald O'Brien guilty and more than worthy of the death penalty again he not only callously murdered his own son he was gonna murder his daughter and take other children out with them to try to look innocent and then get money this is a man who cares only about himself. This is a man who only thinks of himself. This is a man who has no feelings. This is a monster. Appeals were allowed to be dragged out for nearly 10 years and Ronald O'Brien maintained that he was innocent right up until his death. There was no one else who could do this. No one. The man wasn't even home that he tried to pin this on they found evidence that he had cut the pixie sticks. There was evidence on scissors. His children had just had insurance money taken out right before they died, and in fact, he had gotten on the phone call, I forgot to mention that, he had gotten on the phone and had a call with the insurance company about possibly raising that amount after his son was dead. On March 31st, 1984, the Candyman ate his last supper of steak, french fries, peas, and Boston cream pie before he was executed by lethal injection. As his sentence was carried out, demonstrators in Halloween masks outside the prison started yelling, trick or treat, over and over and over again because they thought justice was being served. And honestly, justice is being served. I am not one for the death penalty, but this man murdered in cold blood, his child, so he could collect money on his own child so that he could hopefully get out of debt. We're talking $60,000 apiece. So that would have cleared the $100,000 debt. It probably wouldn't have saved his house, his job, or his car, but hey, at least that $100,000 would be wiped out. And let's not forget that he made a phone call trying to raise that amount and that he was talking about going on vacation. His wife divorced him and rightfully so. She was not involved in this at all. She was just an innocent bystander who watched her son wither in pain and cry for his father, the man who caused him that pain, and she watched him die as his dad, his murderer, held him. The Candyman got exactly what he deserved and I believe this is where a lot of the fear-mongering about Halloween, you know, every single year we hear about how there's drugs in the candy and it happens on occasion. Let's be honest. It happens on occasion, but it doesn't happen on a widespread scale like people fear. And I think this is where that fear comes from because the candy man murdered his own son viciously. He put him through a lot of pain viciously and he did it for money. Ronald O'Brien, aka the Candyman met the only end that he deserved and no one will change my mind about that whether you're for the death penalty or against he was too bad for this world he had no remorse he was joking about going on vacation while burying his son he would have easily killed his daughter and three other children four other children there were six right so four other children And he was going to do it, so he would look innocent and collect the money. That is not a person who deserves sympathy. That is not a person who deserves to sit in jail for the rest of his life. So with that, I say, Candyman, I hope that you are suffering right now, just as your son did. Until next time, bye.